Hello and welcome to the Race FF podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. And, you know, one of the things that I've always enjoyed, um, well, I've been getting like a lot of support from just other podcasts, other um, people in the area of uh, motorsports. And the amount of support that I've been getting is, is truly phenomenal. And to find people who have similar passions than you, that, that you do, um, it's just really, really humbling. Um, and to have somebody that wants to share their platform with you just for the simple fact that you have the similar interests is, is a huge compliment. And I'm happy that I get to pay this uh, compliment forward to the great Bill from uh, Garage Heroes in Training. Welcome, Bill. I didn't realize we had a great bill from Garage Heroes and Training joining us, but I'm here. How are you? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just like me, I, I always want to stay away from uh, building myself up so I don't I don't have to let people down so hard. <laughs> Self, self-deprecating humor is a way of life, so stay with it. Yes, definitely. So, Bill is primarily focused on a lot of uh, endurance uh, events at least from the start of the podcast and recently i've seen you like really taking strides and uh moving up in nasa's uh hpd program and uh pushing to get your instructor um uh what is the credentials or i i forget how they worded over there in the northeast i don't know it's it's uh you know you get your msf2 and then you get your instructor certification, I guess mm-hmm. it is. I don't know. I just do what they tell me. <laughs> Same here, bud. Same here. So, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many parallels from uh, what you're doing and I'm doing um, in terms of just obviously being part of the same organization, which is NASA, but not being specifically um, focused into that organization, but also getting seat time with other organizations. And it really gives you a good perspective of what the current track day um, setup is like. And obviously you get like really interesting tracks, like what is it? A uh, Watkins Glen. Um, and I, mm-hmm. what, what was that most recent one? Cause obviously if you guys don't listen to garage heroes and training, you should, it's, a, a great podcast but you also have other uh people on it um it's uh vicky and jen i want to say vicky and vicky and jen are are pretty much steady vicky's my wife and jennifer is vicky's sister and then uh alan is our shiny squirrel who when he comes <laughs> around he uh he uh pops in but you know he's he's probably less than 50 percent of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> but and then we just usually usually we'll have a guest um most episodes, at least once a week, we'll have a guest on because uh, we want to. We always want to help people learn. So you mm-hmm. know, there's other people who know way more than we do. So we have them on. Yeah, and uh, I I really enjoyed uh, the fact that you share um, a lot of knowledge and much like I do, I don't try and uh, build myself up as somebody who's like a subject matter expert, as more as like somebody who's made several mistakes and is willing to share those mistakes so that the listeners and other people can figure them out so they don't have to, you know, bump into those issues. And I really like how you guys really focus on really exploring the idea of going out to the track day and taking the first big hurdle, which is 
getting out there, and I I, I like that. Well, it's it's uh, you know, the, the half the reason we started this was to help people get into the sport because we enjoyed it so much, and the other half was, well, maybe there's lots of halves, I don't know, but the other part was people couldn't fathom that you know we were racing cars, you know, that's that's like you know. We didn't have the billion dollar sponsorships and we didn't mm-hmm. have the, the infinitely deep pockets and we weren't, you know, 25 and <laughs> fit. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of things we weren't. And, you know, you know, you look in the dictionary for a race driver and it doesn't look like us. And uh, no, it doesn't. People just didn't think it was open. So, you know, it's anybody can do this. It's really, really fun. So we try to try to make it so that people see that that's something they can do and you know you know one of the taglines we've used is you know if we can do it anybody can do it and that's pretty true <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't know like it it's i'm sure you get this uh, as well as i do but like road racing is the most popular unpopular thing out there in the sense that everybody knows what a race car is supposedly and everybody knows uh, what fast is. And I'm sure you get it a lot where someone, as soon as you tell them, oh, I, I go out on the racetrack, right away the first uh, question is, well, how fast do you go? Yeah. Yeah. And and we try and tell them it's really not that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the combination of our cars, our skill, and the length of the tracks, you, you don't get up to really high speed. But you can go pretty good speeds around turns. And yeah. that's where, honestly, where most of the fun is. Exactly. And, I mean, that's something that you can never really translate is, like, oh, I've gone 70 miles an hour through this corner. And it's like, okay, well, I've gone through, you know, freeway corners that are large banking yeah. sweepers. And it's like, no, that's not the same. That's, like, three lanes. <laughs> and it's got banking, and it's, like, really wide. It's And you have, like, two and a half miles to build up a freaking speed. So it's not yeah. the same. No, not the same. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the, we're not very good, and we're cars <laughs> typically aren't terribly fast. But the, the number of people who've gotten out of our car with a, with a guest ride with their eyes bulging like big old saucers is, is pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. you know, cause they, they just don't realize that a car can do what a car can do. And, and we're not even making it do a hundred percent. Cause if we have a passenger, we drive a little mm-hmm. conservative just to, Oh to yeah, of course. And, of course. Uh, and you know, they, they watch TV and they say, Oh, the car is going to roll over. It's like, no, no, no. the car's not going to roll over. It's fine. It's fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. You know, I, I am a little jealous that you've gotten that reaction from passengers because I've actually, and I'll I'll send you the video clip. I actually got my grandmother who like was born in a ranch in Mexico and very few times has, you know, like been in a car going fast. She's just, you know, the typical grandma. And I took her out on the racetrack and I tried, Bill. I really tried to get her to get scared, <laughs> and she did not. And I was so bummed out. I was, I even gave her an open face helmet so that I could get you know the the stereotypical yeah. like reaction yeah. of it. I'm like, oh, I got my grandma. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some views on this. <laughs> nope, yeah, yeah. just stone face, just like whatever. I'm going through at Button Willow. There's a section called the bus stop, and. Uh-huh. In my Civic, my silver one that's a 09 Civic SI, it 
it can hold I, I can almost hit like maybe 70 miles an hour through that section and if mm-hmm. you hit it just right the going counterclockwise you can get both tires up in the air and i mean i i even had a comm system with her and i told her oh we just went two tires up in the air and she's like oh okay i'm like damn it nothing <laughs> and even in some I mean, braking zones yeah. i was i was like really timing it really aggressive to so that i could um kind of get close to the other cars and nothing i was just like man i wanted that saucer eyed uh look and i didn't get it uh, so i'm jealous sometimes sometimes grandmas are tough tough critics man don't, don't worry about <laughs> it so both both you and i have um significant others that uh drive and we are so lucky to have that because i'm sure as as well as anybody else who's in this hobby to have your significant other to go to the racetrack which sometimes are not very glamorous um is a huge help yep i i highly recommend it it's i mean the it helps financially, obviously. Well, it of course, financially because you're paying for two. But uh, it helps with the financials of, hey, do we need this? Well, yes, yes, we do. And but the time is really the big one. You uh, you get to spend a lot of time with them, and you get to, you know, it would have been time separate as opposed to time together, and that's uh, that's valuable. I mean, most of our team is either family or family friends, so mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good time on and off the track. Yeah, and I mean. Obviously, so with yours, because I know you talk about getting different cars, and I'm just like, eh, I'd, I'd like to. And you talk about the hangar, and I'm like, you know, that'd be dope. I'm, I'm like borderline thinking of getting Lambo doors on my Civic so that I can, on my one bay <laughs> garage, so that I could get in and out of the car easier. <laughs> but, yeah. um, what one of the things that I actually recently um found out was uh. I don't know, like your height situation between you and your uh, spouse, but from yep. mine, I'm actually gonna have to get some pedal extensions for my fiance because she can't reach to fully engage the clutch on on our Civic, and I'm just like, damn, like this is actually like I'm gonna have to figure figure out some ergonomics on on this, and I wanted to know, do you have any like issues with that or? Yeah, um, we we do. We we even found out that we have issues, even though we thought we had solved all the issues. Because the the last race um, that we went to, we had we'd always had a goal of you know trying to include as many females on our mm-hmm. podcast and on the track. And and you know, there's more than fifty percent of the world is female, and mm-hmm. way less than fifty percent of the racers are female. So we mm-hmm. had uh, a goal of having a, an, an entry, at least one entry in a race that was an all female team nice not because it was not because it was you know something weird or anything but just to show that it's it's not actually Mm -hmm. and uh when we did that we we typically our our team was from about six two to about five seven um Mm -hmm. so with that you know it it doesn't really matter the height it's more the length of the legs the the length length of of the the legs yes and uh so that's really where it 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 matters but we found out that we had one one driver who was um 
on the shorter side. So the longest, tallest person was 5'7", and then we had to adjust the seat and the height of the seat so that the 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 shortest of the drivers was able to easily manipulate the pedals and controls. And it turned out that in order for us to do that, we had to actually raise the seat up. And then that gave the girls who typically drive with the seat where it used to be, they, they could see better. And mm. we didn't even realize that they, they couldn't see. Oh, that's a good their, point. Their sight angle was higher. Yeah. So now we've got to figure out how to get the seat back so that, you know, maybe they'll let me back in the car and drive <laughs> again. But we'll see. Um, but, but we've got to uh, make sure we adjust it. And, you know, picking picking the right seat and picking the right seat position, both from a height and from a angle, is, is really critical to mm-hmm. getting the most out of the the driving experience. Mm-hmm. And it can actually save you a lot of energy. Uh, if you're yeah. in there nice and secure, as opposed to, you know, if you, if you've had to drive, you know, typically we do endurance mm-hmm. racing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to drive a two, two and a half hour stint and you have to keep your left foot up because it doesn't reach the floor to do all the clutch work, mm-hmm. you're going to be pretty sore and tired by the end of that day. Whereas if you put it in the right position, it's, it's just a whole lot easier. Yeah. And you know, people don't, um, especially when you're first starting out, they don't realize how critical seat positioning and just being able to stay in the seat is. And I know that I've worked with a lot of um, HPD one students, and most of the time, I teach them this trick. This kind of like I, I guess it's a trick, but um, what you do is you use the seatbelt tensioner to lock, uh-huh. and then um, just like slide yourself into that um, seatbelt tensioner and it holds you in the seat. And I, I can just see how how much more fluid and um, not rigid the inputs are with the students um, yep. that I've gotten. And, you know, just like getting them from their comfortable driving position to, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that their wrists are at the top of uh, the steering wheel with their um back fully um seated against the backrest of the seat like all of those things help out so much yeah because uh yeah because you know you're not fighting the car as you're sliding around right yeah Uh, the two things that we noticed the most about was the difference between a halo seat and non-halo seat the the amount of neck strain goes down significantly Mm. um and then uh, with the halo. And then a friend of ours gave us these, um, they essentially are like locks for a passenger car with a three-point belt. So they'll lock the belt and keep it from having that sloppiness that you have to kind of work around at an HPDE. That doesn't matter going around the street, but when you're on the track, you want mm-hmm. you want to be secure and, and firmly held. And, and this does a really nice job. It's like 15 bucks, so. I think that's Definitely like the G lock or something that I've seen. I think yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I think that's. The, I think that's yeah, that yeah. Right. I, I highly that's recommend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So, have you had to do any other modifications besides seat modification in your vehicles? Because you're doing endurance races, so you are essentially wheel to wheel, and you have a full cage yep. and everything. So have so have you, yeah. We, we've done um, 
in some cars will need a detachable steering wheel uh, mm-hmm. just to make things getting in and getting out yeah be tight um we'll do uh all of our cars since we're usually sharing cars amongst many people of many sizes and uh with different levels of luxury um they will uh we use seat sliders and you want to make sure you don't skimp out on the seats sliders you want them to have if you have to have them you want them to be very secure and there's a couple mm-hmm. styles that have uh twin rail locks you want to at least have two locks that would be great mm-hmm. in an ideal world you wouldn't have them um we're doing seat inserts now to fit yeah. the uh, smaller of our team yeah that's something that i think i'm going to be having to use with my uh fiance because the like you were mentioning earlier, the disparity between the leg length is actually significant. Yeah. So, um, for me, I mean, I, I've all of the cars that I've owned previous to my cars now were all you know salvage title junk cars that I after I purchased them they still needed to be fixed after they were fixed. So, sure, uh, I, I'm used to driving uh, difficult cars, if you will, whereas my fiance was treated a lot better in life and had, had um you know new cars and clean title cars that weren't junky and you never had to right. have that uh post-traumatic stress of carrying a lot of tools in the back i i always do that man like all of my friends make fun of me because i have like a full-size jack a, like a breaker bar a torque wrench and like uh, enough tools to like handle stuff and i'm just like paranoid i'm like no what what happens if a caliper seizes on me i need to be able to to be able to fix it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the, the, as far as the position goes though you you really can't spend enough time getting it dialed in it's, yeah it's just for comfort for safety for mm. uh security for the amount of effort you need to do and the controls mm. it, it just it'll let you go longer. You'll be driving better and faster. You'll be in a safer position. You know, it, it like when you're installing a, a seat, you want to have it as far inboard as you can. Right. Mm-hmm. So that you're as far away from the potential impact on the side as you can be, but you also want to be as low as you can. So you're far away from the, from the uh, bars that you have in your cage. You mm-hmm. know? So it's within the ergonomic constraints of the different cars, it can take you a long time to get it right. Yeah, so right now we're working on uh, getting some pedal extensions for at least a clutch because she was able to hit the the um, the brake and the gas fine. So that that should mm-hmm. be that should be okay. But definitely one of the things that I was looking into was getting one of those um, like the. What what is it called the seat the foam seat thing that you like molded into your own size or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So I Custom think some seat inserts. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that like expanding foam one that I saw we're we're gonna have to like spend the money and get that and then like you said just work on you know getting her nice and comfortable there because I could always slide the seat back. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. I'm good. You know. You really don't shift yep. that much time out, out on track. There's like a couple times. And then after that, you just need to worry about being flat out. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the beginning, you're going to shift more, though. So she'll be... Uh, yeah. You, you also, yeah. With, with her, you, you're going to want her to enjoy herself. And, and exactly. Not feel like she's 
going for a workout. So you want exactly. to make it kind of as good as you can, and it's worth the effort. It's worth the time. Yeah, because you, at the end of the day, both you and I have the same goal, I believe, and that is to continue our uh, significant other's um, pleasure in, in, in going out to the track and make sure that that is as fun as it can be because we want them to keep going. We don't want that to stop. <laughs> no, stopping would be bad. I, it's, I mean, it's very I'm lucky bad. I've got the Vicky's Vicky's on her path now. She wants to be an instructor, and oh, you that's know, awesome. more lady instructors, the better. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I have to worry about her giving up. I just have to worry about, you know, with the stress of a race weekend. Sometimes you you can get a little, get a little stressed out, a little bickering, and uh, we mm-hmm. are more than able to bicker. But you know, it's all in good fun, and it's just what comes with the pressure. Not because we're trying to win, but we're trying to do as well as we can. You know? Yeah. And how long have you and Vicky been together? I think she's put up with me for <laughs> 25 years now. Oh, wow. That's a congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You, you've yeah. talked your way out for 25 years. <laughs> I, I have oh, eight. No. I have eight. So I, I'm, I'm working up. I'm working up with you. You're, you're catching up. Yeah. I mean, next year you'll be a third of the way there. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> so. In your stable of cars, obviously, I know you have a Civic in there, and um, I'm, I'm very yeah. happy with that. And uh, you have other cars that have wheel bolts, um, a BMW. Yes. Some of those. Some and of those, yeah. So what is the staple of Garage Heroes and training? What's the fleet that you guys have? Well, we. <laughs> I'm going to defend our, defend our fleet, fleet slightly. We have a lot of team members. I mean, we've had... Uh, let's see. We probably have eight to ten that are like every time members, and then we've had another fifteen or so drivers drive with us. So, mm-hmm. so with that, you need you need a few cars. But we've got um, we have honestly we have too many cars, but we're we're working on that. So, so let's see the 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 ones that we race in, not not counting HPD cars. We we have a basically a spec e46 almost mm-hmm. um we kind of endurance raced it a little bit so we've we've made some changes to make it a little more robust and mm-hmm. rugged so I, I don't think i'm going to be qualified for a spec e46 even though i'm still going to try to get it in there and if mm-hmm. i if i ever were to do well i don't care about not being able to claim the trophy i'm fine with that mm-hmm. i just want to have fun um then vicky's uh and i are working on sharing a a spec Miata. Mm-hmm. So that'll be uh, this winter project. We're gonna we have it caged. We just have to do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, our typical lemon Z type cars are um, a Chevy S10 pickup truck, which <laughs> is way more fun than it sounds. And then we're working on getting our. 1993 Honda Civic, which I, I think you know more about than I do, even though it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's going to be uh, a multitasking car. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, another uh, Allen's family has taken control of the Spider Stang, which is a, it was Spider Man themed uh, 1984 <laughs> Mustang. Oh, you had a Fox so, body. Nice. Yeah. It was the one year where the GT was a turbo, not the SVO, a GT turbo. Oh, and, uh, nice. That was interesting. 
and let's see then we've got a 1974 capri which we broke the transmission and the engine at our second race and we still don't have enough skills to fix it so we're midway of doing a uh, engine and transmission swap uh, and that midway has lasted for four years now so <laughs> midway is gentle way of putting it and then we've got a few other cars that we use for uh hvds that we kind of daily drive in hvd mm-hmm. those are our cars that's a a bigger fleet than i thought you were going to mention but you know what no no hate here <laughs> no hate here um I, well I, you know there's room for you to use some of these so don't don't go uh don't be hating on I, i'm not hating at all i i am uh, right, i am jealous i am jealous uh, I I really want to one of these days once uh, things settle down I really want to go up there and I, and and I do mean yeah. this um there's a couple racetracks up in the northeast that I've seen and I'm just like dude I really want to drive these tracks obviously um Watkins Glen and um okay uh I'm I'm blanking uh, Lime Rock are just historically uh-huh. just amazing tracks but one that once I saw the layout, I'm like, I'm I'm probably gonna suck and it, it's gonna be terrifying. But Palmer, just it, it just looks like they just <laughs> yeah. dropped dynamite on top of a mountain and just laid a road wherever it, it fit, and it's just very reminiscent of my days when I would go driving in the mountains in, in SoCal. Yep, there's 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 some other fun ones you should try. We'll we'll be bad influences on you. We'll invite you. To oh. You you have no idea how little you need to do to like draw me out to one of those tracks. Like <laughs> the the little amount of uh, of convincing that it would take for me to go out there. And I mean, like, ha- have you driven Palmer? Because I'm I'm interested in hearing like fr- firsthand ex- experience about that our, track. Our friends, our friends, and like semi sister team have driven there. Um, mm-hmm. The they stopped running lemons races at Palmer because the number of cars and the number of significant downsides at Palmer can be quite large. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a little more technical and a little more unforgiving than what they're comfortable with for lemons. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. have not driven it yet, but we're going to do like an HPD there soon. Awesome. And so what track, if I was going to go out there knowing that I like kind of underpowered cars, uh, wrong wheel drive, um, where, where would you, where would you put me on, on those, uh, tracks in the Northeast? What would you recommend? Huh? Well, to the surprise of no one who listens to my podcast, I'm always going to say pit race because it's fantastic. It's my favorite. Um, uh, one track that I didn't like originally when I first went to it, but is growing on me like uh, a good fungus, I guess. Uh, Mid Ohio, fantastic. Mm. Oh, Mid Ohio! I mean, I've seen so many videos of that grid life videos, but even that before that yeah. NASA nationals that they used to have over there. So uh, I mean, that that for sure is a track that I need to go to. I, I think so. It's a, you know, everybody, when it, the first time I went there, I was like, I can, you know, I heard everybody talk about it. I've known all the way about it. I've watched it on TV. And then and I got there, and the first time I went there, I was like, I don't get it. It's okay. <laughs> but then the second time I went there, I was like, this is pretty cool. And then the third time, I was like, 
wow. And then, you know, it's, it's growing. It's, uh, it's worked its way from, you know, middle of the road track to probably top five, if not top three. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, and, and you, you got Watkins Gun and Lime Rock are the, probably the most famous Northeast ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't been there yet, but the, the can't miss track that everybody talks about is VIR. Oh, I mean, I yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And then yeah. if you want to uh, clench your butt cheeks and make diamonds, you can go to Road Atlanta and turn 12. Is, hmm. there's, I haven't seen anything like it. It's pretty, pretty spectacular. That's awesome. So now I'll, I'll flip this scenario and talk about some SoCal tracks you can come out here and, and drive on. Uh, and I'm actually kind of curious before we do that. I uh-huh. heard from Adam Jabay that, you know, when it comes to rat, um, like, track surfaces that some of the northeast uh-huh. and midwest tracks they can be very bumpy and is that like something uh-huh. something that you've seen uh at your tracks i don't i, I hmm. i'm not going to disagree with adam but i think you have the ability in southern california like through texas to nola of getting a bumpier track due to all the heat Mm. Our tracks, I would call more rougher, um, mm. due to all the the, the climate changes. Mm. You guys pre- pretty much sit there and say, "Okay, well, it's going to be dry, it's going to be warm, just how warm." And up here, it could be you know minus twenty with ice on it, or a hundred degrees and ninety five percent humidity, and everything in between. So um, I think the surfaces are are different. I don't think the I don't notice a lot of bumpy roughness um, hmm. much, but that's not to say there aren't tracks and spots that have it. I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, I, I believe, like, some of your tracks in Southern California and the ones in Texas that I've been to and know about, and uh, I know Nola is one of those. Um, oh, yeah. Can get kind of bumpy. Yeah, I, I remember seeing uh, one of the grid life races where they were talking about how just based on the cars going over a certain section, water would pull through the uh, pavement up. And that that's pretty gnarly to me. Well, the fact that you have water at a track is, is gnarly to us and greenery. We're like, it's really fun. I'm just like, tracks are awesome. I'm just like, what is this? Like how, how good of a sprinkler system do you guys have to have all this water there? (laughs) Like the water bill must be wild. (laughs) Uh, you know, it's it's not as bad as you think. The, the only <laughs> one I will say is uh, Mid Ohio in the rain, man. I, I keep that, hearing that. I keep hearing how scary it can be and how much it's just a mind, uh, like it messes with your it's mind. Pretty wild. It's uh, it's it is a big boy track when it's wet. It's, hmm. Wow. So. I don't know. I have a I have a rain philosophy that's held me well, but Mid Ohio is the exception. It's like okay, there's, it's it's like if you're a golfer and you you hook a ball, you just can't talk to it. It just does what it wants to do. It's kind of like Mid Ohio in the rain. It just sometimes it just sits there and says, "Yeah, you're not going that way." Okay, all right. Tell me where you want me to go, sir. I'll just listen to you, Mister Trap. So. <laughs> so I think if I was going to recommend tracks in SoCal, and I mean we're we're really spoiled because just hearing the tracks that you talked about, those tracks are probably 
10, 12 miles or 10, 12 hours of a drive away from each other. And here in SoCal, yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I constantly tell people that we're super spoiled because we have so many racetracks within like where I live, like about an hour and 30 minutes away from me. So there's one racetrack that I've been wanting to go to, but it's three hours away. And I'm like, ah, that's, that's so much work. I, I can't handle that. That's 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 too far. Like three hours away for a racetrack. I don't know about that. So, I I, I think, think our closest track that's decent is three hours. <laughs> yeah, like most people in Southern California, they don't trailer their cars to the track. Like I would say, like ninety nine percent of the people that go to track days. Um, drive their cars to the track and then drive them back. At least at mm-hmm. the entry level, like once you start going into time trials and wheel to wheel, that's that that changes things. But I mean, there's still people who are going to drive their cars to their races, and one of them is me. <laughs> I, I know. we talked about this before we podcasted last time. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Worry about you, sir. But I I appreciate it. I I really do. I really do. Um, but yeah, so if I was going to do the same thing for you, obviously, what tracks have you actually done though? Like here in In California? California? Uh, we've only done two West coast tracks so far. We did, uh, Portland and we did Laguna Seca. Okay. Okay. Cause I remember the Portland one. We want. The Portland one, you did it in a Honda, I believe. Yes. Yes. The I, I didn't hear the one about uh, Laguna Seca. So what car did you guys use for that one? And was that a Lemons race? Or? Uh, no, they were both Lucky Dog races. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So endurance still. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, we did it in the same Honda. So Sick. It, uh, both of those. And uh, it was... It was a friend of ours, Eric's car. We rented it from him, and uh, we made a made a full trip out of both and uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. Awesome, awesome. So, how was that infamous uh, cork, uh, corkscrew for you? Um, anticlimactic, I guess. It's 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 not my favorite part of the track. It's not very difficult. It's once you do it a couple times, you're like, okay, um, it's pretty simple. The, there's several other turns that are much more fun, mm. um, but it is it is iconic. So you you have to say you did it. So <laughs> yeah, well, I if I could recommend a racetrack that's kind of underappreciated, I would say okay. probably Big Willow. Big Willow. Okay. If you come out here, oh man, it is. It is kind of like a mind, it messes with your mind because the asphalt is old and it's bumpy, but it's Uh also on the side of a mountain. So like it's Mm -hmm. bumpy because it's been there for like, I don't know how many years. I, I think it's really, I think it's still the same pavement that they have on there from when they used to do like NASCAR races there, which is still wild to me. But, yeah, I, I would say, especially, like, going into turn 8 and turn 9, 
and uh, mm-hmm. Big Willow. I mean, I even had Adam because um, I had him drive my car, and I, w- I was instructing him uh, through that uh, track, and he famously like told me, especially like w- once we got into turn eight, um, we were in fifth gear in my Civic, and that's almost like we're we're at the we're getting close to the top of fifth. And going into turn eight, I'm like, all right, stay in it and just like pitch it a little bit and you'll hold all the way through. And it's just like going into a corner flat out when you're triple digit Mm -hmm. speeds is like, it's, it's huge. It's really a mind. It messes with you. It really does. Sure. So that is turn nine. Big Willow. I'd always heard Big Willow was for big cars and Button Willow was for cars like ours. Oh, no. So, I mean, you, you know, like, I've heard that too, but that's been by, like, people who don't drive. Because <laughs> you can go really, really fast. So to give you an idea of, like, a decent lap time, if a car is going, like, low 140s at uh, mm-hmm. Big Willow, it's it's moving, it's kind of consistent, like, an extremely fast car. So, like... Um, I want to say extremely fast, but so like Honda Challenge H4 cars, like what Dylan drives, and you, you get a good idea right. since you um, have tracked uh, Civics like that. Um, they're doing about uh-huh. a 137, 136 if they're really well sorted out. H4 Honda Challenge right. uh, cars are doing about that kind of lap time. And Anything that goes uh, under 135 is flying on that track because it's just a lot of bank turns and oof. Turn nine is just like the worst corner for like it, it goes against everything that you're you want to do. It's <laughs> super late apex. You apex almost as you track out and. You're well. If you're Tom O'Gorman who drove my car, you're almost at triple digit speeds at about to hit that apex. So yeah, like it's Tomo's not human though. So yeah, Tomo's not to be messed with. He is. <laughs> he is a very incredible driver. Yep, we're we're trying to figure out a way to get him to come out to an event with us and coach us because we've got so many people. It wouldn't be terrible. So that's that's kind of a goal for next year. Tom doesn't know it yet, so sorry, Tom. Tom, does, <laughs> Tom doesn't know. It's like that one Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. No, I mean Tom's an awesome person. I, I I enjoy any opportunity that I get to like talk to that person. He's he's really really an inspirational person in terms of how dedicated he is to the craft of. Uh, driving how laser focused he is and you can't forget about that awesome hair man i mean dude oh and the glasses oh don't forget you don't forget about the glasses because you guys had them on and i I enjoyed that little (laughs) clip of having the blue glasses i i I still don't understand how like shady rays or some other company has not reached out and uh sponsored him yet i mean come on guys I know. I was trying to get him to, to include it with the price of his coaching. Just get a pair of blue sunglasses. <laughs> and call it oh, man. So, in uh, your area, obviously, you have um, 
seasons beyond uh, sunny and slightly drizzly, which we have over here, yep. and and we have fire. But aside from that, yep. what is the racing? What is your guys's like racing schedule like? Is there like a significant winter break for you? Um, our traditional end of the season for racing is uh, mid to late October, and then we may do an HBD or two. Um, if we want to do a race in December, we have to go down to like Atlanta and some oh, places wow. like warm. Um, so we've done that once. And then, uh, our season typically starts around April, May. Uh, occasionally like we'll go to a race, like we went to Laguna Seca in January. So that was unique uh, mm -hmm. for us, but, uh, April, May. So April, May to October is pretty good. And then it gets dicey when you get outside that window. Wow. So it, where you guys are, do you guys deal with uh, just like more of uh, icy conditions or like snow? Like things just get snowed in and that's it? No, we, I mean, we get all of it, really. I mean, we, we can get two feet of snow. Um, we're in the, we're in like... They call them mountains. I call them hills of mm. Pennsylvania. So we get a little bit of more snow here than in the lower areas, but it's it's not like scary. I mean, we've lived in places that get lots of snow, and mm -hmm. uh, you you get the occasional storm, but but it's mostly uh, it's mostly cold. We don't get a lot of ice. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. we'll get some every now and then. If things will freeze at night. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's mostly snow and just cold, and then you know the track's pretty much closed. So we we use it to well, we try to use it to prepare our cars, and I try and use it to prepare our drivers. And, you know, <laughs> that way we can hit on running. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, we we don't have that here. If anything, uh, the winter time is probably the best time for us because that's what we call PB season because track temps are finally under 80 or 70 uh, degrees outside <laughs> and we can actually yeah. shoot for our personal best to like give you an idea that like you can drop like maybe four seconds sometimes from like what the worst temperature is which is like in june july right. or august in, at mm -hmm. like button willow it's like you're you're just asking to be just have heat stroke and i actually almost had heat stroke one time um helping a buddy at, at an endurance race at night because it was almost 100 degrees outside at night and it was just wow that's that's no fun oh man and yeah, yeah that's that that was wild yeah we lived in dallas for a while so we we know all about heat but uh, <sighs> it's no fun no, it, that part sucks. I mean, at least when it gets a little bit cooler, you guys can um, put on your uh, race suits. And Nomex is really good at keeping you warm because it does not breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great when it's cold and wet, but it's, it's uh, otherwise. Uh, see, yeah, again, we I don't know what rain is. Like, I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think any team in SoCal actually carries a set of uh, like rain tires. Uh, I, I think 
Yeah, I think if it was to race at a, or if it was to rain at a race, um, like ninety nine percent of the people would not be able to handle it. I mean, <laughs> they'd go out a there. Of rain tires to every race. <laughs> That's every wild. Race. No matter what, no matter what the weather says, every race. Every race. So obviously, you're saying that because you've gotten, um, you, you've. Uh, had a situation where you didn't bring ring tires and everybody had a lot of fun learning car control, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's one word for it. Yeah, it's car control. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, uh, in terms of growing pains, because obviously you've been uh, t- focusing more on endurance racing. And honestly, when it comes to like this conversation where someone tells me, like, hey... I'm going to go out and do like drag racing or auto X. And like, I really want to do those things because they're cheaper. I, I I always have like this, like spiel, if you will, where I break it down by like seat time per dollar. And Uh in my mind, what you guys are doing where it's endurance racing, you, you just can't beat the seat time per dollar for that yeah and and, you know looking at it from the other side you you get a lot of learning opportunities in a very short amount of track time Mm -hmm. you know i mean in a in a weekend you can drive easily four or five hours Mm -hmm. without ever having to strain yourself and that's just like two two stints maybe three stints depending on your car and you know and if you can't get better at a track and at driving in four or five hours on track time you're probably doing something wrong yeah i i'm learning now that i really like the idea of at at least with the students that i've had where they say i want to get more and more seat time i'm like you know what, you need a good foundation, so at least get out of HPD 2, maybe into HPD 3. And if you're an HPD 3 NASA driver, you can go at any intermediate level of course, and even uh, endurance uh, organization or race or whatnot, and be really Mm -hmm. well set up because the, the level of awareness, at least in SoCal, and I'm pretty sure that in your region as well, that uh, NASA puts for the HPD three drivers is a uh, really good. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we didn't do that. And this is, this is one of those, we didn't know any better. Of course. Um, you know, we just said, Hey, let's go, let's go try this lemons thing. They say you can do it with no racing experience. And, and we've got that. So we went out <laughs> and did it. And then, uh, and then we, we decided that, Hey, this is fun, but you know, there's, there's obviously more to it than, mm-hmm. And what we're aware of and you know these people are much better you could just tell through mm-hmm. being out on the track they're much better than we are so there must be more to this so let's go learn that and that's when we started and we've i think we did one year where we surveyed all the hpd groups mm-hmm. and then we uh I, I think it was like nine or ten groups and then we found the one that we liked and that's the one we chose to focus our 
our HPDE efforts, and then some of the other groups will use for more or less track time and mm -hmm. um, the ability to to work on what we're working on from that group, and, and that's kind of our our uh, practice. Yeah, and I mean that's not a knock on any organization. I mean, look, oh. we we are so lucky in this day and age, and this is something that you know I I, I guess it's a triggering point almost for me. Uh, where I hear some of the maybe older generation or I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but when they talk about how, oh, nowadays people aren't as interested in motorsports or nowadays people don't care about cars as much. And I look at the fields of track day organizations and how many they are and how many of them sell out. And I mean, if yep. you just look at the 200 uh treadwear uh tire war that's going on right now it's it's yeah. telling you literally that there is not only money to be made out there but there is a significant market that wasn't there before mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's the the more popular tracks even the you know let's pretend that the tracks are tiered right the, mm -hmm. the top tier tracks are like the ones that everybody knows and then there's like the next tier where they're they're fun tracks, but they're less well known. And then there's the the really small tracks and private tracks. But mm -hmm. the top tier tracks are selling out in hours or days in most events. The the second tier tracks are even selling out, mm -hmm. and you know there, there's just not enough capacity, at least up here, um, mm -hmm. for the amount of people who are interested. And and I think the the number of people driving on tracks and autocrossing and everything else that's available now is probably at its highest ever i, I would agree the with sport that it seems to be more open it seems to be more open to everybody and you know you don't have to spend multiple thousands of dollars for your comp license before you mm -hmm. can even start to figure out if you like it and uh yeah you know, there's there's a flavor for everybody you could be an autocross person you could be a oh dang Oh, looks like uh, I lost Bill. Let me go ahead and try and call him again. Whoops. Let's try that again. Woo. Hi, you've reached voice now. Bill Fisher, please leave him out. All right. Don't want to give out his number. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's try that again. Hello, sir. Hello. <laughs> so, like I said, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. You can use what, what you like, and you know, everybody's open, and you know, everybody we've met has been very welcoming and wanting to share the sport with you, and, mm -hmm. and having more more people to go play with and compete against, and you know, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, uh, a lot of credit has to be given to those organizations like uh, Lucky Dog and Lemons because they really opened a barrier that was not open before where, like you said, it you can go out and race and you don't have to be a race car driver or have a comp license or have to look up how to get a comp license. And I think, yep. you know, there's probably a lot more people like you that were like, okay, let's let's try this because their barrier of entry is so low that we can actually afford to take this gamble, if you will. And mm -hmm. you know that that's 
I think that's helping grow the sport. And just like you and me, we both want more people to come out here, more events to happen, um, and, and just have a richer and more vibrant uh, community than we currently have because we know that eventually people burn out and there needs to be people to replace them because that's how we can get our track days for so cheap is to share yeah. the cost. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's that. I, I, I think the, the other thing is, you know, whenever whenever you find something you like, you want to share it with people. Right? Yeah. So it's it's you don't want to keep it a secret. Well, at least I don't. So that's mm-hmm. why we started our podcast and started our team and, and do some of the crazy stuff we do. And, uh, you know, hopefully we show through our example or by helping other people figure out that they can get out of their living room and come out and play. Mm-hmm. So Even Bill, if they don't like it. At least they tried it. Right. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you want people that are going to be passionate passionate about it and you want people that are going to have an opportunity to at least try it and say that hey I, I, it's not for me or hey yeah you know whatever the reason might be but what i want to know now bill is once you get your instructor uh certification yeah. Are you going to be looking at uh, doing more wheel-to-wheel uh, racing like that Specky 30 or Specky 46? Again, I don't know BMW oh, yeah. numbers. Uh, you guys I have know, wheel bolts. I'm sorry. We, we've got we've got too many lug nuts on one wheel for you. You get, you get baffled. Um, no, you you have wheel bolts. I, I don't understand that. So just no, based no, no, on no, 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 no. that's only stock. <laughs> we replace those things as quick as we can. That's... That's a, that that is so, that oh man I had to my fiance had a Mini Cooper, and I had uh-huh. to help her rotate her tires. And when I took the wheel off, I'm like, "How the hell are you supposed to hold this up? Like, <laughs> w- why would you design this so incredibly cumbersome?" And the the uh-huh. first thing that I got her was a wheel stud conversion, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah," because obviously the Germans don't want to do stuff that makes things easier i i don't know why i i, I to my they, oh go ahead sorry. the right way, <laughs> they do the right way. yeah they just sometimes don't we don't agree that it's the right way but you know if you ask them i'm sure it's the best way so because i i've always like struggled with the idea of like the bmw x5s right they're all wheel bolts uh-huh. and you look at the yep. rear tire i'm like how the hell is a person who doesn't work out and isn't a strong in the strongman competition gonna put one of those like especially if it's an X5 or uh, M5 or whatever yeah. tier it is where they have like 295 with tires on the rear yeah. and you're supposed to hold that as you thread a bolt in there? No, sir. No. 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 We, we we share your pain because we have the uh, we have steelies on the the race truck. And if that had, if that didn't have luck, <laughs> I don't even know how I can put those there. Right. But, you need like a jack to jack up the yeah. wheel to uh, align it and then like roll it or something dumb. Yeah. The first time I did it, I felt like a little baby girl. I was like, all right, I'm about three years old. I'm, I'm got pigtails and I can't <laughs> lift this tire. It is ridiculously heavy. Yeah. yeah and, I and, think our, 
our mini, we changed it in like a week. And I was like, this is, this is not happening. We are changing these. I don't know how to do it. I knew nothing about mechanics, but I'm like, these have to go. Yeah. This is dumb. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh man, that, yeah, that's, that's my biggest like quirk with BMWs. And of course the electrics and the plastics in the engine bay that tend to break a lot because I, I, I'm not messing with new cars again. All my cars were salvaged and whatnot, so I I, I don't pay as MSRP for stuff. <laughs> That's fine. We just just know that you've got a one in four chance right now that you will not be driving front wheel drive when you come out here. So that's all I'm saying. Hey, whenever I'm instructing, I just go out there to try and figure out whatever I can do to help out a student, and whether it's in the front wheel drive, all wheel drive, or whatever, uh, I'm down to do it, and I love driving more than i like uh, working on specific cars so if it's driving a rear wheel drive car i'm i'm for it i'm about it so yeah, yeah. the more well-rounded the better is what we do we try and drive as many different types of cars as many different ways as we can so we can try to make up for lost time because most of our team started relatively you know typical race car race car driver style we started way late like most yeah. people are done yeah we're just starting so we're having a good time now yeah one of the racers who i constantly lean on for help uh, marcel de carpel um in uh, h4 he's like you know the type of person that kind of keeps a whole series afloat because he's the main mechanic who knows how to work mm -hmm. on cars and fix them correctly his daughter is uh, is seven, I think she's seventeen now or sixteen. Well, I instructed her, and I'm just like, dude, you are gonna destroy people when you get to be like in your <laughs> mid twenties, because I'm I, I was just thinking of, in my head, I'm like, what would I be doing to people now if I had started when I was sixteen? And I'm yeah. like, oof just to think of like and imagine yourself as well like once you get like two or three years of seat time underneath you like dude yep. and you do that and you're not even 20 yet i'm like whoa you are gonna destroy some people like i feel bad yep. for any boyfriend that she gets that tries to impress her driving <laughs> she's gonna be like man this is lame why are you lifting why are you hitting the yep. brakes so much in the corners you know you could just stay in it and it's like oh man yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's like the the best day to start racing is today, and the second best day is tomorrow. So just don't wait. I mean, if you can do it, do it. I we we couldn't for a while because the kids we were at a certain point in our life where the kids were priority and time was uh, not plentiful and money was probably less plentiful than that. So, uh, but eventually we just said, hey, let's let's go do it, and then you know, the rest is history, shall they say? Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, what what I hope is um, that we continue to expand the listenership of, of both of our podcasts and expand uh, the people who want to come out to the track. And, you know, I, I enjoy talking to you, Bill, and any time you want to come on to the podcast, I know that it's primarily uh, front-wheel drive focus, wrong-wheel drive, um, but like, like I tell all my listeners, like, you know, when you meet people out on the track that you have that shared, uh, kinship for, uh, 
road racing, spending entirely too much money on cars and tires and brake pads, you have more in common with them than anybody in your... And that's my dog coming in. Hey, Baxter. Uh, um, you have more in common with them than you do with somebody with your exact same platform that only goes to, you know, the boba shops and hard parks, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we, we don't care what you drive, you know, as long as you're <laughs> out there having a good time. It, uh, you know, will we make fun of you and will we make jokes about you? Of course we will. Of course. We make fun of you if we make fun of you if you're driving the same exact car we have. You know, we don't care. You know, if, if if we can't make fun of you, we'll make something up. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the positive and reinforcement, uh, reinforcing environment that is road racing is just great. And, yeah, it's all, you know, we'll make fun of each other, but there's so much, like, love and respect for a fellow road racer that, you know, I'm I'm sure you've seen it where people will like take tires off of their car to help another car sure. uh, make it if they're like DNF <clears throat> DNF or yep. something like that. So yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's the very giving community. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm gonna I'll hold you to that uh, invitation once things uh, calms down a, a bit more. Um, post plague, post plague. Post we have an agreement after the plague. Um, I'm definitely going to go ahead and, uh, find the, the best spirit airlines ticket that will allow me to get over there and I'll shove everything in my backpack that I'll hold with me <laughs> to drive over there. So, so here, here's one hint I will give you a tip, mm -hmm. uh, mail, mail your helmet and probably your, um, suit and everything. So you don't have to carry it because the helmet's a pain in the plane. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll probably just do like carry on with that. Cause remember, um, uh, if you remember, uh, we we did come back from Japan with a bunch of car parts. <laughs> so I'm no I'm no stranger to bringing awkward uh things through um airport TSA. Then yeah, I'm sure I'm on a list right now. I don't know for what, but I'm on the list. Just another example of race drivers making poor decisions. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, guys, I, I think that's that's it for now. Um, Bill, thank you for coming on to the podcast. I really do appreciate all of the support and all of the kind words you've said. And uh, make sure you guys listen to uh, Bill's podcast and get to listen uh, more on the endurance side. And, you know, it's a great podcast, lots of great guests, and Bill's uh, just an awesome individual to hear and listen to. I can't decide if I should say thank you or I fooled another one. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. One of those, I'm not sure. Why not both? But, <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why be or when it can be and? I get, I get that. I'm with you. So thank you for the invitation. Um, obviously, you've got an open door on our podcast as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will meet at the track someday and hopefully be driving soon. Oh, awesome. for sure. For sure. Thank you. And I'll see you guys Monday.